Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Zayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox and tonight is a special night because we last week wrapped up Step 8 Possibilities and tonight we are doing an overview of Steps 1 through 8. So if you've been listening to the show, hopefully you know what Steps 1 through 8 are. If not, we're going to go over them tonight. So uh, I love the month of possibilities. I I have loved this this month as I always do, and have had possibilities present themselves, and I have said yes. And um, it's been an exciting month, and new things are to come uh, as always. And so I'm going to practice going forward keeping that focus and that filter on seeing possibilities. And I hope that you do as well. Okay. So step one is awareness. And with awareness, everything else comes. Um, We don't know we want to change or that a change needs to happen or that we're unhappy or that we're happy or whatever it might be until we are aware. And that awareness is a continual state of becoming more and more aware. We can always take our awareness to a deeper level. We can become aware of different areas and different situations and different people and different feelings throughout all the areas of our lives. And so, an Awareness is something that we are constantly growing. We're constantly growing our awareness, or at least we want to be constantly growing our awareness. Um, And then that comes to step two, willingness. Are we willing to do something with that awareness? Uh, We've gained all this awareness in all these different areas of our lives. Where are we willing to start taking a step? Where are we we willing to start to take action? Where are we willing to look a little deeper? Two comes in, a willingness. So first we become aware, and then we ask ourselves, are we willing? And sometimes to know if we are willing, we have to connect with ourselves, which brings us to step three, connection. And so we want to connect with ourselves. We want to, you know, really reflect and, and ask ourselves those, those deeper questions, um, you know, get um, really clear on those awarenesses and really clear on our level of willingness. Because we might want change, but we might not be willing at this moment in time to do something different. And that's okay because we're aware of it. And when we're ready to take uh, to make change, we can step into that and we can make that change. So 
we have to connect. We have to connect with ourselves. Uh, and once we can connect with ourselves, we can connect with those things that are outside of ourselves. So a situation or a thought process or um, uh, people, right, our, our passion, our purpose, we can connect to those things as well. Um, and once, once we get connected, um, there may be a, a need for us to have compassion because we might connect and see, hey, Look at all of this I've just been kind of putting a blind eye towards. Uh, and so we might need some compassion for ourselves with, the, with that awareness that comes and that, that connection to ourselves and the things that we've been doing or not doing. So we might need some compassion for ourselves, you know, see our innocence and, and give ourselves a break. Uh, we still want to hold ourselves accountable but we want to do it with compassion, right? We want to first be uh, compassionate with ourselves, kind, gentle, loving with ourselves. And once we can do that with ourselves, we can then do that with others. Um, but as we say, it always starts with us, always. So first we, we become aware then we ask ourselves, how willing are we to do something different? We really get connected to ourselves and get, get honest and, and really look at what's going on, those awarenesses, that willingness level. We get connected to it and we ask ourselves those questions. And we have compassion on ourselves because hindsight is twenty twenty. Right? We sometimes like to look at our past with what we know now and judge ourselves. But then we did not have what we have now. We had what we had then. And I believe that we, most of us truly do try to do the best we can with what we've got in the moment. And I'm sure that you were doing that as well. So have some compassion on yourself as you move forward in this process. After compassion comes accountability. So it does come down to being accountable to yourself. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you doing those things that you need to to take care of yourself and stay committed to those things that you have said are important to you? You have created boundaries. You have made commitments to yourself, you have um, set intentions, how are you being accountable to those things? So those are the first five steps that we are covering tonight, and we are going to cover all the way up to eight, but I want to take the time to introduce my beautiful co-host, Terry Stair. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing fine, thank you. Sorry I'm late, I just wasn't watching the clock. That's all right. So I have gone over the first five steps with everyone tonight. Maybe you can take this moment to go through the first five steps and share with them what your thoughts are on them. Sure. You might have to remind me what the order of them, but 
the first step is awareness, and awareness is where everything starts. It's uh, a willingness to look where you are, uh, look where you want to be, be clear about your values, and then be aware of how you can be more in alignment with those values. So awareness is the beginning, and awareness is a part of every step, actually. So it's the place we start when we look at the 12 steps to freedom. So first, aware that you want to change, aware that um, your life isn't exactly where you want it to be, Um, aware that you have goals and and how you want to achieve those goals. It's just awareness is, is being awake. I think of it as being awake. And being, um, you know, just know where, where, what you want, where you are, how you want to show up. And that awareness then leads you to the second step, which is willingness. And that's a willingness to do something about it, a willingness to change, a willingness to reach out and ask for help, a willingness to, to read, to study, to seek, to uh, connect with your spirituality willingness to accomplish whatever that is you're now aware that you want in your life or what you don't have in your life and you would would like to uh to have there whether it's relationships whether it's uh, compassion for yourself whether it's uh in your occupation something in your family it's just that willingness so you're aware and then you're willing and then what's the next one connection yeah, so you're going to connect your awareness and your willingness to action. I believe that if you can make that connection between what you have and what you want and your willingness to to go after what you want. So it may require you to change. It may require you to um, connect with someone, connect with your spirituality, connect with... Um, you know, people that, that are like-minded, connect with nature, connect, you know, how are you going, who and how in order to reach this, uh, this aware, to change, to be aware, you're aware of what you want to change, you're willing to change, and now you're willing to connect to whatever source there is that's going to allow you to, to make that change. Because nothing happens without change. And we can look at change as a risk. Uh, we can look at it as a, a path. We can look at change as a uh, infusion of, of insight uh, that we can move forward. So that connection with whatever that might be in your life. And all of us have different uh, needs. And those needs can be um, filled by connection. So after connection comes compassion, compassion, Uh, compassion, compassion is my essential nature. When I started in fearless living, it was the one thing I denied myself the most. I might give compassion to others. I might give compassion to uh, organizations, individuals, ideas, but I was I neglected to have compassion for myself. So for me, compassion is that that capacity, that awareness, that willingness to connect with your soul, with your spirit, with your body, with your mind, 
to connect in a way that you have compassion for yourself, kindness for yourself, giving yourself a break, recognizing the areas in your life that you want to change, where you're willing to reach out, to take risks, and then having compassion for yourself, loving yourself, understanding your value. And um, and then once you have compassion for yourself, then you can have compassion for, uh, compassion for others that, that is authentic. Not just a duty, but something you want to do because you recognize how compassion supports you and how important it is to your inner peace to have compassion. So compassion has a lot of meaning to me. And it's actually one of the first tenets of fearless living is to have compassion for yourself. So compassion has a lot of meaning, a lot of uh, synonyms that go along with compassion. But to me, it's having compassion for myself, loving myself so that I can love my neighbor. And then after compassion comes... Accountable. Ah, yes. So when we talk about compassion our awareness that maybe that's something we're not giving ourselves and we're willing to do that. We'll connect with that uh, quality for ourselves. And, um, and then we, we hold ourselves accountable so we can give ourselves a break, but that doesn't mean we, you know, we just say, Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's too hard. I don't want to do that. No, it means giving yourself a break is taking some time, pausing, uh, reflecting, um, asking yourself, is this what I really want? Does this meet my needs? That's that's the part of giving yourself a break and giving yourself compassion. Now you want to be responsible. You want to take have personal responsibility for those things that you want, uh, for the changes that you can make, that you choose to make. And when you choose to make those changes and take those risks, then you are being personally responsible. And so accountability to me starts out, of course, with accountability to ourselves, being personal, personally responsible. And then accountability to others is, is another way of looking at accountability, being accountable to um, the people that you love, the people that you connect with, uh, with the people that you work with, your colleagues, um, being responsible to do what you say you're going to do, but again, tempered with compassion. Sometimes what we want, what we decide we want to do isn't, doesn't meet our needs. So having the courage to pivot, to, uh, to turn another way, to go another way. So I think that personal responsibility is not, not doing what you said you're going to do when it doesn't meet your needs. And so I think that, that it takes courage to say personal responsibility is for me to pivot is to change is to look at a different way of doing this it might be a different uh it might be a relationship that that you're going to end it might be a change in your job it might be going to school back to school there's so many things that you can do when you make make your choices around your personal responsibility and your personal needs so we've done awareness willingness connection compassion connection Compassion, and now we just talked about um, accountability. accountability. I think that brings us up to five. It does. And number six is present moment. 
And I think that we had a really great discussion this year on present moment. I think that, you know, we talked about everything happens in the present moment and living happens in the present moment. When we're stuck in the past or we're focused on the future, we're not really living our lives. And we want to we want to be present. We want to be in the moment. We want to be living our lives as they happen, and really focusing and giving energy to the moment at hand. And I think that present moment really takes us to that place where we can we can be accountable. Um, we can take action. We can do those things that we've said we're willing to do, and we can really, um, we can be connected in the present moment um, to what's going on, to how we're feeling, to what we're thinking, um, connected to um, possibly people who are with us as we do this, connected to our passion. Um, All of these things happen in the present moment. So true. I think that when we dwell in the past, it really keeps us from moving forward. It keeps us stuck. Um, And it's already happened. So it's like, can you change it? Can you do anything about it? Can you uh, say something different? No, the past is the past and it's gone. And I, my sweet little mother likes to get stuck in the past. She's 100 years old and and she's still beating herself up for things that she did in the past. And it's really difficult for her to to stay in the present moment. But we're we're working at it. We have some really good conversations. But the past is gone. The future, we are not guaranteed at all. Uh, none of us are guaranteed another day. Uh, we all hope that we'll have another day. And usually we do, but it's not guaranteed. And so what we do have is the present moment. And within this present moment, we have multiple decision points, choice points in our life. And if we remember compassion and we remember accountability, being accountable, we remember, um, you know, what what are we aware of? What's happening in this moment? What are we willing to do? Um, You know, are we connecting with others? Are we connecting with ourselves? You know, so just what are we doing in this present moment that's going to move us forward? Because we do not, we can certainly have goals and dreams for the future, but we don't want to be in the future. Oh, this will be great when this happens. Oh, when all my kids get in school, it'll be so much easier. Oh, when I retire, (laughs) I'll, I'll finally relax. No, we don't we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We can certainly have dreams and goals for the future, but we are living in the present moment and the choices and decisions we make in the present moment are what molds our future. Definitely. Definitely. So, that brings us to step 7, which is surrender. And I think that surrender gets a bad a bad uh, name, or you know, people kind of think of surrender as as a negative thing. They think of you know waving the white flag or giving up, and that's not what surrender is about. Surrender 
is about letting go and you get to choose what you're going to let go of. You're going to let go of, you know, uh, thoughts and feelings that don't serve you. You're going to let go of the past. You're going to let go of, um, you know, beating yourself up because you're not where you think you should be or you're not doing what you think you should. Letting go of the shoulds in your life, surrendering those, surrendering to your process, to your higher powers, surrendering to what is and allowing yourself to be in the present moment, allowing yourself to move forward with those things that serve you, that support you, and surrendering the rest. Yeah. People equate the word surrendering with giving up. And it actually means just the opposite. It, uh, you know, it means faith. I think surrender takes a great amount of faith and courage. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I, you know, when I become, um, you know, upset or obsessed with something or depressed about something, I ask myself, do I have any power over this? And usually the answer is no. And if I continue to to be there in that space, uh, it, it usually just gets, it doesn't get any better. So I've learned in my life that if I can surrender, surrender those things that are holding me back, those things that are making me discouraged, those things that are making me sad, and just surrender them. And I surrender them to my higher power, and I just give them away. And then I don't obsess about them. I don't think about them all the time. For example, I was estranged from one of my children, and... um didn't know why this had happened and it was just like this child you know dropped off the face of the earth I had no connections at all and it was like I was sad every single day the rest of my children you would think they had all disappeared because I was only thinking about this one child that had chosen to not connect with me for some reason I had no control over that I had absolutely no control uh, about what had happened and nor what could happen and what might happen. And so I finally just, in my mind, I thought this is, this is just disempowering me. I'm not moving forward. The only, you know, I'm only willing to sit here and, and revel in depression and sadness. And what is that getting me? And is it, is it bringing that person back into my life? No. So I just gave it to God. I said, here you go. Um, you promised us that we can give you our troubles and our our troubles will be light. And I have faith in that. And so I just finally let it go. And I surrendered it to God. I mean, you can surrender it to the universe. You can surrender it to the whatever. But you let it go. And it no longer is your focus. It's no longer the idea or the concept or the feeling that's that's, uh, disempowering you from living your life and then you move forward. It will be better and faith that things will be better but you're not going to have that feeling, um, that obsession over sadness or loss. 
and what you don't have control of. And so you let it go. And uh, I don't know, I think everybody, when you say let it go, they think of uh, Frozen and, you know, Elsa. Let it go, let it go, you know. (laughs) But just let it go. And then be personally responsible for your goals, for your feelings. You know, be accountable for your happiness and the decisions Mm -hmm. that you make. And move forward. Take risks and move forward. And uh, empower yourself rather than disempower yourself. And so that's what surrendering means to me. It means letting go of disempowering thoughts, disempowering feelings and actions, and just surrendering them and then moving forward, empowering yourself to to take care and be accountable to the things you can control. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, surrendering is, you know, letting go, as we have said, and letting go of things creates space in our lives for new things to come in. And when we yeah. can let go of that, of those things that don't support us, uh, we can leave room for something that will support us to come in. And those things are possibilities, step eight. So step eight is yeah. possibilities. And we we have been talking about that all month. And hopefully you're not just listening to the podcast, but you're also getting online and watching Terry Talks on social media because she's been talking about it as well every day, uh, every weekday. And possibilities is 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 anything. Um, it's but it's knowing what you want those possibilities to be. So leading up to the possibilities, you've you've become aware, you've you're willing, you've connected, you've you have compassion, you're being accountable, you're in the present moment and you've surrendered all of that stuff to create space for possibilities. And you know what you want to come in. You have your eyes and your ears and your heart open and looking for those opportunities that you want and not just letting anything come in, but what you want to come in. And I know, I know that it will. Uh, and just being open and, and willing to, to whatever may come, whatever it looks like, as long as it's going in the direction you're wanting to go, um, you know, being, being willing and, and available to say yes. Um, and so we only have two minutes. So uh, quickly, Terry, what are possibilities to you? Yeah, I just think it's it's very important to be open-hearted and open-minded and be aware. In fact, court those possibilities. Look for them. Accept them. Celebrate them. And, and go for them. I think that possibilities are just endless. They are endless. If we're aware, yeah. willing, connected, open, open-hearted, open-minded, and then compassionate and accountable in the present moment. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, we hope uh, that this overview of the first eight steps has been helpful for you. Um, we love teaching these steps. We love being here with you. We want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, please go check it out at fearlessliving.org. 
You can find everything about us at fearlessgenerations.org, like the workshops we put on, the classes we do, our group program, Stepping Towards Freedom. Uh, You can learn more about us as well. So please continue to come back each week and learn more about these steps and how they can support you on your path to freedom. We appreciate all of you coming. Please share this with others that you think would support them as well. Uh, We would love to get those follows and um, uh, subscriptions on all the different social media places um, that you go. Uh, Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. Uh, iTunes, um, Spotify, Amazon, um, and a bunch of others. So check us out where you're already listening. We'll be there. And until next week, everybody, be fearless.